Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger with BrassCenter.com. Today is Sunday, December 3rd, 2017. This is episode 165, The Ideal Elementary Music Curriculum. Have you ever had to write or revise or be involved in any way with the curriculum of a music program, more specifically an elementary music program. Now I'm speaking about grades K through five or K through six, depending on the school district or school where you might be working. And there are some districts out there who have had the curriculum in place for a long time and they're not looking to reinvent the wheel and it just is what it is. But there are a lot of places looking to revamp things, and make things more current. However, in the process of doing so and making things more current, I'm finding more and more that there are some key elements missing from a lot of these curricula in New Jersey, and I'd be willing to bet probably a lot of other states as well. The one thing about a curriculum is it's a a whole slew of concepts put together in with a lot of technical jargon. Most of that jargon we as music educators do understand. The average person usually does not. Often, administrators do not have much of a background in the performing arts, and most of them tend to lean on the music teacher, the art teacher, the arts teachers, for their expertise. But when I read a lot of these curricula, I'll see what's supposed to be happening in kindergarten and first grade and second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And for a lot of them, the material is related to some type of music book or a series. An example would be making music, be an example of an elementary textbook. And it might say something about by the end of the grade, by mid-year, students will have learned duple meter and triple meter and tatas and tts and using mnemonic devices 
there are certain things that we'll talk about vocal pedagogy and on and on and on. But if you really get very technical, I'm finding that a lot of these curricula are the same. Now, I'm not saying that people blatantly copy others. But if you have the ideal curriculum, they should look very similar. I know that there are specific systems in place with half the, and it's a belief system and a tried and true system in place in some areas in the New Jersey, New York City metropolitan area for what the outline of a K to eight general music curriculum should be. And I've even read that material and it's still on a whole, not every curriculum is like this, but I'm still finding that there are some very important concepts missing. And I implore you to find a way to add these to your curriculum. And if they're not already in there, add them. Do them yourself in the classroom. One of the most important things we need to be able to do as artists is to be current, to be aware of what's going on out in the world. This does not mean that you have a discussion about politics in your classroom. That has nothing to do with music unless you want to get... <laughs> a little silly and say something like uh, certain arts organizations or organizations were slashed, their funding was slashed uh, at the start of the most recent presidency in 2017. That's, uh, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about current, I'm talking about knowing the artists who are out there. See, I can at any given time relate to almost every artist out there for every genre of music. It doesn't mean that I like the music, love the music. I might strongly disagree or outright hate some of the songs and their messages and their lyrics, a lot of which are very inappropriate, and children in elementary school shouldn't be listening to them anyway. However, they do. They do. And you're kidding yourself if, if you believe that a child who's in, say, fourth or fifth grade is not listening to this. They are. And if they were told not to, they found a way around it. Guaranteed. So the question becomes, do you discuss that in class? And my answer is yes and no. I think there's nothing wrong 
with acknowledging that you're aware, but also stating as a teacher, this is something I am not able to do in school. This is not something I can play for you in school. Here's why. And in a lot of cases, you don't even need to say why. They know better and they are aware that the material is inappropriate. But I like to take things one step further. I will take a song that is appropriate for school, that's popular, and I'll break it down. And as we know, a lot of the music in the popular realm and in the mainstream has a very, very basic harmonic structure. And we also know that a lot of it has very little musical value. Now, the melodies might be nice, and the chords may sound nice, and a lot of the chords are recycled and have been since Bach. But... I like to take a song that might be extremely popular and we can't even say necessarily on the radio anymore because that's not how a lot of students listen to their music. They're hearing it through other avenues on the internet. So you play the song, which might be appropriate for class, and then show them and break it down and show them how simple the song is. I'm going to tell you this much. If you simply go that extra mile to do this for your children, they'll appreciate you. They may not even like the song either or the artist, but they'll appreciate you. They'll appreciate that you recognize what's going on in their world, what they hear musically. This doesn't mean that you stop doing anything else that you're doing. It doesn't mean that you deviate from your curriculum. You're not deviating at all. You're taking all the elements that are in place, and then you could sing the song, but you don't sing it in the way that the artist is singing it. And you use it as a, a, a teaching moment in the classroom where you explain to them, this is your voice. This is the voice that you were blessed with. And when you sing these songs and you try to sound like someone else, you're really taking something away from yourself. You should be you. So when you sing the song, you should sing it in your own voice and be you. I would hope that as you're even listening to my words, you're saying, yeah, here's the problem. Too often people say, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. And then they don't do anything about it. Do something about it. Bring this into your classroom for your students. But use things current. You never want to be perceived by your students as someone who doesn't have any perception of reality. You want to make yourself as real to students as possible, not just a teacher. You are everything in their lives. 
Now, it can be a little tough to explain this, perhaps, in that curriculum where all that jargon is in there. But if you want the perfect, well-rounded elementary music curriculum, this is something that's often missing. Because I can tell you this much, when those same children get older, they're not going to remember many of your lessons. No matter how much you would like to believe, they do. They're not going to remember a lot of your lessons. They're going to remember the moments. They're going to remember that time that you actually showed them something that truly interests them and interests everyone because it's a part of their world. It's part of their life. I mean, I can even go one step further with this. What if you played the theme music for the NFL or the NBA or any sport? Can you imagine their reactions? You are going to have children in class are going to go, whoa, that was unexpected. Precisely. And they're going to remember that. Like I said, it's those moments, those special teaching moments. And we want our children, the goal in the end, as wonderful as it is to get children who have a sense of rhythm and know how to sing and can read music, Yes, all of those things are super important. But many of them are not going to be going into any type of music field. And yes, it should be part of their well-rounded education. But we are naive to believe that our subject area even if it's taught perfectly to script is the most important thing in a child's life. It's one of the important things. But someone's going to enter a career where their writing skills are not needed. Or algebra is going to play absolutely no role. And their ineffective science projects won't matter. This is also the case with music, but here's where music differs. The one big way that music differs from all of those other things. Yes, the English teacher hopes that someone can read a book and be able to appreciate it for what it is. And if the author writes well. But when it comes to music, and it comes to the arts and entertainment, 
These are part of our daily lives. It is the essence of everything. I did a previous podcast episode. The arts are everything. They're all around us. And you're missing the boat completely if you're teaching only to script and you're not worrying at all and implementing all of these other things. I want my children to be able to do all of those essential things, but I also want them to know that in bluegrass music, you're usually going to hear a banjo and what a banjo looks like and what it sounds like. They should know what heavy metal sounds like and what the instruments look like and what type of roles they play. And yes, they should know the instrumentation for hip-hop or rap. I can't begin to tell you how many children have no idea what the instrumentation is in a typical group that does rap or hip-hop. I can't begin to tell you how many. They have no idea what the instruments are in the background. That's happened a lot. And it often occurs because when they, they see a video, you don't see those instruments. They're just there but the, the, the students that are listening to the music, the adults that are listening to the music, have absolutely no idea what they're actually hear, hearing in the background. Are they real drums? Is it a drum machine? This is what you need to make the elementary music curriculum complete. To bring everything full circle. And when you've done this, Magic happens. And you're going to have students who grow up appreciating the arts. Appreciating the ability to create. Perhaps wanting to create. And maybe they're not going to do it right out of high school. Or right out of college. Maybe they're not actually going to listen to the keyboard music of Bach until they're in their 40s and then realize in their 50s that they really did love to paint and they want us to do that as well. This is the missing ingredient, my friends. This is what every music teacher, every performing arts teacher should be implementing in their classes. And again, you don't need to be doing it every day. You don't even need to be doing it every week. Just every so often. Be current. Make sure you're aware of what is going on out there and make sure that they know you know. Otherwise, well... All of the important concepts you're teaching can easily be as boring and subsequently 
forgotten like other subjects they simply don't like.